0: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 111 of the Debt-Free Dad podcast today. uh, Guys, today I've got two amazing guests joining us, Brian and Miranda Warren. Now, Brian and Miranda started listening to the podcast and using the Debt Freedom Planner back in May of 2021. And since then, they have made some incredible progress, like saving and paying off nearly $22,000 combined. And as of November, Miranda reported that they are credit card debt free. Now, today, they're going to be joining us to share their journey and just all the amazing tips and tricks to share with you and just how they did all of this in just the last eight or nine months. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to the Debt Free Dad podcast, where we're helping normal everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how is everyone
0: doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. And as always, everyone, welcome to today's show. And as you guys know, every single interview that we do and we bring on real life people, uh, these are some of my favorite podcast episodes that we put out there. Uh, again, it's always really simple for you know Amber and Ryan and myself to get on here week in and week out and kind of share our journey and it can kind of seem like, you know, we're the ones on this island and it's not really, you know, available to other people. And and that's really just not true. And, and today we've got another amazing, incredible success story of people who have decided to say, you know what, we're going to do some things differently. We're going to try some of this stuff out. And uh, man, they have made some incredible, incredible progress. And I'm so excited to have these two individuals on. So I'd like to welcome Brian and Miranda to the show. They've been married almost three years and they've been together a little over five. They are a blended family with three kids total. And they just had their first child together back in August, which is awesome. So congratulations to them. They live in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and they enjoy doing things outdoors when they have the free time to do so. Now, Miranda loves crafting, cooking, and baking. And Brian enjoys making videos, playing video games, and watching horror movies. Now, Brian, me and you ain't going to get along. I'm not a fan of horror movies, man. They freak me out. Now, my brother Ryan, who's on this show... The reason I get freaked out about horror movies is because he tortured me. I'm the youngest of three boys. When I was little, he tortured me. So, man, I don't know how you, you, know, you could sit through those. But anyways, they say their number one goal this year is to buy a house. Miranda and Brian, welcome to the show. We're so glad that you guys are here.
2: Thank you. We're Thank glad you. To be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So let, let's start out here real quick. You know, I would really love to know, how did you guys first hear about the podcast or how did you guys come across the show? Because normally when we have people on the show, it's usually Roots members, people who have participated in Roots. Uh, they're a part of our membership program, but you guys are not. You guys actually are just using the Debt Freedom Planner that we offer and you guys found the podcast. So can you explain a little bit about uh, who found that and kind of how you guys got onto this show?
2: So I was listening to Dave Ramsey. Okay. And um Another how-to money podcast on Spotify. and then yours popped up and I like fell in love with it immediately. There was no talk of investing, there was no talk of retirement. You were all like right here right now like you paid off ten dollars. amazing um, And I really loved that because that was a situation that we're in. We weren't looking for retirement or investing at this moment um, It was trying to just get out of debt. Um, so I shared it with, brian Mm -hmm. and And
1: i think i think the best part about the podcast for me was uh it it seemed much more obtainable because hearing your story and hearing a lot of the other uh listeners stories as they come on it just it made it more real to just be like okay wait all these people that are just like us are getting out of debt like this is possible we can do this
0: yeah i love that so Was there any convincing between the two of you? Cause usually when there's, when it's, when it's a relationship and there's a couple, usually there it's usually one person kind of dragging and pulling the other. Like you got to listen to this or you got to do this, or we got to listen to this stuff. We got to get our finances under control. Was there any of that going on before you guys kind of started
1: this? I think, uh, if, um, I think for me, we were kind of both just, we go through like weird phases where like one of us would be super motivated and (laughs) the other would be like, well, Maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> and then the other, and then the other one would kind of fall, and the other one would be like, "Okay, but we want that house," and be like, "Yeah, but we're in so much debt, so whatever." I feel like it went back and forth so much, and then it wasn't until we actually were like, "Okay, wait, hold on, we need to get on the same page together." Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. I was
2: like six months pregnant, and we were like, "Okay, I'm about to take three months off of work." Yeah. We have nothing in savings. Um, it was like, how are we going to survive? First of all, to even take maternity leave um, and then pay off all of this debt on top of it. And we wanted to buy a house back in like 2017. Yep. So it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we shared the podcast with both of our moms actually. And then for our anniversary, which is May 26th, his mom got us the debt freedom planner and we have started it and did everything
1: since. What an so, awesome
0: story. How cool is that? What a great start. I love that. Yeah, love that. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just love that the two of you were, uh, you know, may not have been on the same page as far as motivation, you know, every time you want to start, but you know, the two of you had sense that, you know, you guys needed to do something about this. Um, yeah. one of the, one of the things that we talk about a lot on this show and one of the things that, that we, struggle with a lot with people and and is helping them get their partner on board with that. So that's being that the two of you were you know, and I'm sure it's not always easy. Still, you know, even when you're on the same page it's still not always easy, right? I know. Yeah. Right. Me and my wife, it's never it's not always easy, right? But for right. the most part, we're on the same page and, and we kind of get where we're both going. So that that is a huge help. Now, mm-hmm. you had mentioned, Miranda, like, you know, you were six months pregnant, you know, some of the things that you guys were struggling with, you know, the security of not having any money is what kind of prompted you to get started. Can you can the two of you share Maybe some of even before that, like what do you feel like as you guys went through, you know, high school and and whether or not you went to college or became an adult, got your first full-time jobs and stuff? How was your relationship with money and and how how has that played a role in and, and gotten you to where you are before you started this journey, do you think?
2: Um, okay, so for me, um, my parents worked since I was born. They were always super hardworking. Um, but they are in mountains of debt yeah um and i remember one story specifically it was christmas and we went out black friday shopping and the register person cashier um she kept pestering my mom for a credit card my mom was like i don't think i'm going to get approved and the cashier was like well why don't we just try it anyway most people get approved my mom got approved maxed it out right then and there yeah and um so it's pretty much been that it's still like that so when i was 18 my mom was like just get a credit card like okay got a credit card a month later went and got a car loan that i'm still paying on it's one of the last things we have to pay (laughs) (laughs) so i still have that and then it was always well if i don't if i don't have the money for this i'll just use a credit card i'll just pay it next month it's fine um, but I never ended up paying them off. It was always just rack in more debt. Just go get another credit card. It's fine.
1: And yeah. one thing, I, I don't remember a lot of my parents like talking about money a whole lot. I know that we struggled, but they, they never really aired it too much. So yeah. I just know one Christmas was a little rough and all that. But I, I do know that uh, my understanding of debt and everything was pretty much that debt was normal and that it was okay. Even up until a couple years ago, You and I were talking about how we wanted to pay off one of our credit cards so that we could use that same credit card to buy ourselves some MacBooks (laughs) because we're like, it's going to be so nice to pay off this debt so that we can go into more debt. And it was just the whole thought process was so backwards and it's, it's crazy how much has changed since even then. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, man, that is interesting. And I got to tell you, there even <laughs> even just with our age, because I'm, I'm in my early 40s, but our stories are very similar. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I went through the same things. You know, my my parents, my mom was big on credit scores. That's what she taught us about. Obviously, you know, she tried to teach us all the other basics of having a budget, living below your means and things like that. But, you know, it, it was mostly credit scores is all I heard about. And And you're right. You know, it's like debt is just so normal. So it's like it, it just it didn't make any sense that you wouldn't have it. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what you said, Miranda, like it never, it, it never ended. Like it was like, I would get one credit card, I would get another credit card. I, I'd have one car payment and eventually get a bigger car payment. It's like at some mm-hmm. point it's like, okay, I'm making more money. I'm, I'm getting older, but it's, this isn't getting better. It's actually getting worse and more stressful. Like this, this isn't supposed to be how this is supposed to work. Um, yeah. right. so did you guys before, so before you found the podcast and before you found the planner, did you guys have? already start working on some of this stuff before you found some of those things or well i know you mentioned dave ramsey and like so talk a little bit about kind of your journey up until the point where you guys really started getting serious with some of this stuff
1: i'd say um what i had started doing towards the end of uh 2020 was i started tracking expenses like every single transaction we had i was tracking on a spreadsheet and uh, it showed a lot of shocking details because I, it was all categorized fast food, coffee, uh, gas station convenience, all that kind of stuff. And the fast food one was probably the most frightening of all. Yeah. And it it, uh, <laughs> it and is for most people. We're, we're, we're still not perfect. All right. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> but we've gotten way better.
2: I did your,
1: go ahead. <laughs>
2: Sorry. I did your, uh, what did you call it? Your task for everybody. Oh the, the, three three six, yeah, the 3 to 6 yeah the 3 to
0: 6 monthly, yeah go back for 3 to 6 months of expenses yeah
2: I did the whole year for 2021 oh, wow. and I I didn't even finish doing McDonald's because we had three pages of transactions <laughs> for it. Yeah. and we were already over $4,000 wow. in
1: 2021 yep like i said we're we're not perfect we've yeah. got yeah. some work to do but it was certainly improvement um, but so i think a lot of it started there um, because even while we were, even while I was tracking, it's like, I recognize we both recognized we had a problem, but we both still weren't ready to tackle it yet. It's like, we'd look at the spreadsheet at the end of the month and be like, wow, we spent $700 on fast food. Something is wrong with this image. And it'd be like, well, let's do it again next month. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Yeah. I think it was, it, we hit a point. I want to say where we just got sick of it. We got sick of, yeah. uh, I think in One of your podcasts, you describe it perfectly, but, uh, it's living one crisis to another. And that's just how we felt like every single time we felt like we even got a little bit ahead. Oh, money's gone again. And we're using debt to pay for the crisis. So, yep.
0: Yep. I think everyone kind of has that almost like, what I guess the saying is, you know, that come to Jesus moment, you know, I really, it really is. It's, you have to be ready. Like, there there is a moment and for me it was when I lost my house. That was the end for me. Cause I was kind of like you guys. You know, I would I was kind of doing it, right? But I didn't have enough motivation or why behind it to really put it to work. So I just kind of let's just say half assed it. <laughs> you know, I did. Right. And I didn't get really serious until I lost my house. And that to me was like kind of what you said, Miranda, when you found out, you know, you're you're six months pregnant, you have no money in a savings account, like it's kind of becomes almost like a wake up call. It's like, okay, we got to get to mm-hmm. work. We got to start doing some of this stuff. It was the same thing when I lost my house. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. So share with us because I'm sure, you know, people are probably wondering who are listening to this and, and saying, okay, if they if they just did this with the planner and listening to the podcast, so what were some of the big things like when you go back to May and June and July, when you guys first started getting started, what do you guys feel helped you guys make the biggest differences as you guys kind of got going?
2: So in I believe it was one of your podcasts, uh, you guys had said if you have time to sit around and watch T V, you have time to go make extra money. And we sat down one day, it we started the budget course of yours. Oh, and yeah. yeah. we got <laughs> maybe ten minutes into it and then we were like, Nope, let's go DoorDash. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because we we eventually got through your whole budget course. Yeah. But at the time it was it almost felt like one of those things we were telling ourselves, well, we're working on it because we're watching this right now. Yeah. And it was like, okay, no, like we right now we're motivated. Let's just get out there and make some money. Because I, one of your other podcasts, I can't remember if it was a guest or anyone, but they had said uh, that they were doing DoorDash in their free time and I had we had both messed around with delivery service in the past. But we were like, well let's let's try it out because we have this free time, and baby's not here yet, and we only have the other two kids half the time right now. So the other half, we could be putting ourselves to work and getting a lot of this debt paid off and getting ourselves squared away um and that
2: in six days, we put our first thousand in the savings.
0: yes,
1: that is that's incredible. how driven we were
0: <laughs> did everyone's listening to this? Did you hear that? Because there's so many people it it drives me it drives me insane. Um, because we live in a world nowadays where it is just it, eat, making money right now. Just extra money on doing side gigs, side hustles and everything. Like, we live in, in the best time in human history to be able to do that here in the United States. Like, yeah. there's if if you are physically able to work, like, there's no reason why you can't go out and make extra money, even if times are tough. And and you said it, in right. six days, you guys made and had your $1,000. dollars mm mm-hmm. Um, incredible, incredible. I want to say,
2: we also, were both working full time. I'm a general manager. I put in 50 hours a week and then he was also putting in 50 hours a week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it it, It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But even, but But even still, (laughs) like, see, and that's what I love about it. And you bring up the right word, sacrifice. You know, I think Mm -hmm. for, for a lot of people, they might, they might rest on that and be like, yeah, I work 50, you know, they're working 50 hours. We're doing enough. Right. But you guys went into it with a different attitude, with a more proactive approach. And people will sit back and say, well, I could never pay off $22,000 in eight or nine months. Well, you could if you were willing to sacrifice and get outside your comfort zone and go out and do some different stuff. And you guys are proof of that,
1: right? Well, and I will add in real quick. It's not like all of that money came from DoorDash either. A lot of it came from the fact that we had the money we just weren't allocating the funds properly. So yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the DoorDash definitely helped boost us and it helped keep us motivated because we were making that extra money. But a lot of that paying off debt came from what we were already bringing to the table, but we weren't putting it in the right place. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> now, I remember in your post, Miranda, about um, you guys had... Uh, built that emergency fund, but then all of a sudden you guys ha- had an emergency happen, right? Can you, yes, can you talk a little bit about day.
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> we, so six days, our, that was our goal number one for June. Uh, we wanted to have our $1,000 emergency fund. Goal mm-hmm. number two was new tires on his car. So we hit our $1,000 emergency fund in the six days. The next day, he got a flat tire.
1: Yeah, unrepairable. Like,
2: yeah. <laughs> Since goal number two was to just go ahead and get new tires. I guess we'll just use $700 out of our emergency fund yep. and get new tires. Yep. So we built back up our emergency fund, had new tires. So goal number one and two got checked. Yeah, but,
0: but how great. It was the
2: first time that we didn't have to use a credit card to pay for tires. What mm-hmm. a win. That's such a great win. Oh, amazing. You know,
0: those are motivational killers for most people. And that's why that emergency fund is so critical because most people just skip that part and they go to paying off debt and then that happens. And then their motivation is, is just, you know, destroyed because they got to go back into debt for it. So... Um, awesome. So what other are what there some things that, you know, have you guys found challenging over the last eight or nine months? I mean, because it's not an easy road. I mean, even even with, you know, the plan or the tools, even if someone who joined, and we say this all the time, even if you join Roots, it's not exactly just makes it a cakewalk. I mean, you still got to put in the work. So what have you guys had any major struggles over the last eight or nine months, things that were sacrifices that were painful, but have been, you know, big payoffs for you guys? Would you, anything about that?
2: Yeah. So we sacrificed our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sacrificed both of our birthdays. Yeah. um, Like gift giving and even just going out on dates, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It was, we had free time. It mm-hmm. was, we need to be doing something with our free time. That's going to help us reach our goals. And our biggest goal is a house. Yeah. And so, part of that, part of
1: that was taking accountability as well, because uh, I, I remember just the thought process of like, well, we, we, we put ourselves in this situation. We haven't earned the right to go out for dates yet. You know, and now now we're in a place where we can go out on a date together and we, we're okay with it because we're like, you know, it's it's fine. But when we were sitting in that much debt, we're like, we put ourselves in this situation. We need to get ourselves out and then we can treat ourselves. Man. So what a fantastic yeah, we had mindset. Definitely sacrifice. Yeah.
0: I love how you said that, too. We haven't earned it
1: back yet i love that it's so
0: true yeah. it's so true you know we live in a world that that you know celebrates overspending that celebrates you know overindulgence and you know it's hard to it's hard to not get sucked into that thinking you know that we deserved it's my birthday we deserve to go out it's my birthday like why wouldn't we go out um right. so i i take it you guys have no regrets skipping out on some of that stuff based on where we're at right now right
2: no. no,
1: we got the rest of
0: forever to <laughs> <Yeah>. enjoy this. <laughs> so, so we're good. Yeah. That is awesome. So can you guys break down your numbers a little bit? You know, because you mm-hmm. mentioned that you guys were credit card debt-free as of uh, November. But can you kind of break down, like, what did you guys all pay off? What, what have you guys been able to do the last eight or nine months since you guys have started this?
2: Um, so the I think one of the first things we paid off was um, actually a debt settlement company. Okay, um, We mm-hmm. had, like, 20, 26 hundred left in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had paid that off, um, paid off a totaled car, got it. T- okay.
1: It's That's a whole <laughs>
2: It's a whole story. <laughs> um,
1: but <laughs>
2: we made bad decisions and it, it had totaled once before we took that check and spent it on our wedding.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. And it was then, a leased car, by the way. Yes. Um, so I remember you talked about making some stupid decisions with money in the day or back in the day I'm t- I'm here to tell you we we sit on that throne we have made yeah. some stupid decisions <laughs> with money so well
0: welcome so welcome to, to the club <laughs> right.
1: so yeah we use the insurance check to pay um, for a wedding, so then we had to make that money back somehow because it was easier at the time to just be like, "Well, that's a few years away. We'll figure it out once we get there."
2: That year came. Yeah, year
1: showed up, and uh, twenty was twenty twenty one was when the car was due back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that year came, um, and then uh, got into another accident with it, which sounds weird, but it kind of blessing in disguise check paid for it so it is what it is (laughs) right right
2: so that paid that and then we um used some of it to buy a brand a lot of it to buy a car that's a third row seater so that we could actually fit all three kids yeah um so we did that and then we were able to pay off some other credit cards Mm -hmm. like not everything now you paid Um, did you pay cash
0: for the used car
1: yeah. You did pay cash. Yeah. So that's um, awesome. We we had an option of either I, I mean a lot of people were recommending that we go the uh new route again and I was just like no I just had a new leased car and that went terribly. So yeah. I don't want to do that again. And uh on top of that I don't want another car payment. That's no. So we used most of that insurance check and just bought a used car. A downgrade from the one that was leased but it was like this is so worth it yeah yeah so much less stress
0: feels pretty good driving a paid for car right even if it's used oh
2: it's amazing yeah yeah i hate driving my car right now
0: yeah yeah (laughs) It, it does it feels great so um other questions that i had for you guys too was um talking a little bit more about the emergency fund uh, have you guys outside of that, have you guys had to use it since or have you guys been able to maintain that? Because typically what we see for a lot of people who build that first emergency fund is they get very protective over it. And like when emergencies happen, instead of using the emergency fund, a lot of them are able to just pull out their budgets, readjust their spending and kind of take on some emergencies without touching their emergency fund. Have you guys had some ups and downs with that emergency fund even outside those flat tires?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's fluctuated a little bit here and there, but yeah, um,
2: once we see it drop below a thousand yeah it's uh it's one of those anxiety like stressors like yeah. uh, no we need that thousand in there because that's our motivator right like, we don't have our thousand dollar emergency fund it's like okay well what's happening yeah. we need to like go and reevaluate <laughs> so yeah in in our our total of the almost um 10,000 saved that's counting building up our emergency fund two to three more times yeah yeah Yeah, and
1: um on on top of that we saved up what three thousand dollars for maternity for four thousand for maternity leave and so it mostly took care of the entire time she was out of work but then we had to dip into the emergency fund towards the end there but it was it was crazy though because all that money was money saved so it was Instead of it, going into debt, we we survived off of our one income for three months sit comfortably that is because incredible. of our savings. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It
2: hurt to dig into the maternity. Oh yeah,
1: our goal when uh, when we first had uh, <laughs> our baby was what if we can do this without digging into maternity fund? And so we thought we could for a little while. And, uh, we made it a
2: good month and a half before we had to start.
1: Yeah. It was like, okay, it. we're falling behind. Like, yeah. crazy now, yeah. So. Yeah.
0: well, that's awesome. And, and what a, what a great accomplishment to be able to save that and then not have to worry about your finances as you're off with that time. I mean, that's such a, yeah. such an important time. You know, it really, really is. Mm-hmm. And not have to stress about the finances, uh good for you guys that's that's an amazing accomplishment. So let's talk a little bit about the life side of things because you know there is a money side of this but let's talk about how this has kind of helped you guys you know improve your lives like as a relationship do you guys feel like things have been better between the two of you just from a communication standpoint feeling better about your finances because for most people well here in the United States money is one of the number one causes of divorce it's one of the number one causes of fights and arguments in relationships so how how would you guys say that this has helped you improve over the last 8 or 9 months just getting on track
2: So I can say, um, when we first started our relationship, excuse me, um, we were very open. This is, this is a debt that I have. This is a debt that I have. We pretty much put everything out on the table. Um, Mm -hmm. so from the very beginning, um, we've been very open about everything within three months of dating. We are we were on a joint bank account. So it was like, we're tackling everything together. Yeah. Um, I can say probably six months before we really started getting into gear it was almost like a blame game it was well you're spending this much on coffee yeah it was like okay well you're spending this much on fast food you know
1: (laughs) right
2: um (laughs) so once we kind of we took the questions that you had um on your website and while we were outdoor dashing we were going over the questions and one of these like, the, the uh, money, are these
0: the money conversation questions Yes. yes. yeah love it love that awesome
2: yes. <laughs> so we had gone over those and i was guilty of spending way too much money on coffee and then i decided that was my non-negotiable but it came with a a uh what do you call it
1: stipulation
2: stipulation i guess yeah i could only have it once a week okay
1: Love so Love that! Love that! instead
2: of going out and buying two or three copies a day, I only had one a week. Um, and that helped as far as communication goes. Yeah. Things are really good. We're it's one of those. I mean, we've got a car. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, no, nothing spent on our account goes uncommunicated.
1: I was going to say my, my struggle when we first started was, uh, I was the fast food buyer because I, at work, I was given the freedom to just go buy lunch every day. So, yeah. um, and I just, I justified it to myself that way. Well, I got to eat, uh, you know, but, uh, ever since, uh, we got motivated, I've been bringing uh lunch to work every day. Um, Love that. so we've been saving loads of money on fast food as far as that goes. Like I said, we're so guilty sometimes. When we're together is usually when we cave and they're like, all yeah. right, well <laughs> yeah. do, we
0: want,
1: do we want to cook tonight or
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I hear that. You know, it's uh it it is always gonna be a temptation and, and you shouldn't feel bad. The number one thing that most people spend on is going out to eat. <laughs> we we right. see it all the time. So you're you're right. definitely not uh, unique in that way. None of us are. Um, and that's right. exactly why we decided to kind of cut it out for a while. That's why we went on our like 425 straight days of no eating out. Uh, um, yeah, amazing
2: by the way, because
0: well, th- <laughs> thank you. We're done with it now, but, um, <laughs> but, but man, that's why we did it. Cause it's like, man, we're, this is just getting out of control. And here I am, I'm teaching this stuff, you know, and it still can get right. out of control. You know, you always got to be mm-hmm. watching it. So, um, obviously, you know, you, you've got kids, you can hear them in the background, which is great here on the Deaf free dad <laughs> podcast. So talk a little bit about how this is helped your family? Like, have you started sharing a little bit of this with your kids? And I know, I mean, obviously I know you have a a really young one, but like, have they noticed anything or have you guys started having some of these chats or no? Let's
1: say our, our son is seven years old. Um, and he knows that we want a house and he, he's pretty much asking all the time, when are we getting the house? And we're like, well, we're still saving. We're still, uh, still trying to get the money for closing costs and all that. And we've tried to explain to him that, um, we, we try to explain to them a little bit as much as a seven-year-old can understand about sure. how debt works, why we don't have a house yet. The decisions we made kind of just to start early and just kind of get those seeds implanted there just to say, Hey, you know, we made some bad decisions, but we're fixing them now. We're not going to let this define us. We're going to get the house that we, our family deserves. And yeah.
2: We had to learn how to say no.
1: Yes. Yeah. yes. Wow.
2: <laughs>
0: Such and, a big one. A I love one. that. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you? Yeah. Can, so give. Can you provide any tips? Was it just staying firm? Like because a lot of people ask that. I have a hard time saying no to my kids. So what worked for you guys?
2: Being open and honest, I I think really helped because it was, no, we cannot go get pizza tonight. Uh, but maybe next week. Yeah. When you know we have maybe next week when we budget for it. Love that. Um. Then we can do it. Um, and it was, if we get this now, then that's going to set us back, um, for getting a house. So we actually, for a while there, were keeping our spend sheets up on the refrigerator in their view yeah. so that they could look at the numbers and see kind of like what was going into savings and what was being spent on everything. Um, and that was also not only a good motivator, but uh, holding us accountable. Yeah. Why did yeah. you spend this much on this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing like having your kids hold you accountable, right? Yeah, seriously. Uh, I love that. I love that. But seriously, good for you guys. I mean, I think I I can't tell you how many people, well, I mean, and you guys kind of described it, you know, a lot of us just aren't shown how to do this stuff and and what you guys aren't only doing for your own lives, but also for your kids' lives by, you know, just not only just, you don't even have to necessarily teach them, it's just them watching you guys do it. Um, it's just absolutely incredible. So, congratulations to you guys. All right. So, a last couple of questions for you guys. Um, so, we talked a little bit, obviously, with your kids, but what about friends and family? Did they, you know, over the last eight or nine months, anyone have any strange things to say to you guys about you guys doing some of this stuff, taking control of your finances? Did anyone give you any weird responses or anything?
2: Um, we got a must be nice when mm. we bought our car in cash.
0: Love um, those. Love those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the people who are yeah. like, oh, you're just so lucky, right?
2: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah luck. <laughs> okay. How were they able to do that? Yeah. Well, we worked for it. Yeah. Um, also, my brother actually came over fairly recently over Christmas. Um, and. We went to the casino. I budgeted for it. It's fine. Um, Not a habitual. Yeah, it's fine. I know Amber likes to do scratchers. Yes, yes. Amber's
0: our our bingo player and gambler. Yeah, yeah. By the way, this isn't confessions to Brad. It's okay.
2: (laughs) Um, But he was like, well, death's a part of our family. Death's a part of life. I was like, I'm breaking that cycle, bud. I'm yeah. not doing it. Yeah. Um,
0: so Sounds like another brother. Uh, I know. Sounds like another, my brother, my brother yeah. <laughs> he used to say that. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, for the most part, our family, our immediate family is super supportive. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Really. We give weekly updates to his mom. Um, and then we've also been trying to work with my parents on their debt-free journey. And they've got, got out and.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Good for you. That's awesome yeah. that you're helping other people out. I think, and I don't know if, if maybe this happened to you guys too, but for me, I just got to the point where I used to care what friends and family used to think a, a long time ago, but then I just got to the point where I was so sick and tired of it. It's like, I just don't care anymore. Right. I, mm-hmm. I just don't care. Like I've got to get this fixed. And if that hurts your feelings, I'm sorry. Did you guys kind of get to that point?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, it kind of, it changed I feel like get, our debt free journey is getting us into that position of it's not just finances. We're not just saying no to finances. We're saying no to the negativity and the crap yeah. that everybody has to say about pretty much anything. We're living our lives the way that we want to live our life. Yeah. We're doing mm-hmm. the things for our family that we want to do. And that means getting out of debt. That means working our tails off so that we can retire yep. and we can have our life with each other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's and, been And I think network. people
1: don't understand that as well as that uh, if you can at least go towards financial peace, it does a lot for the relationships in your life as well.
0: All right. So I have one last question for you guys. And I guess, you know, what I would like you guys to do is is really give some advice to some other people that are out there. And, you know, you guys have been there. Um, you guys have struggled with finances and now you guys have made some decisions that ultimately have really helped you turn things around here in the last eight or nine months. Like what advice would you give to someone else who's out there who's maybe doubting that they could have the same success or is is worried or scared to get started? Like, what, what would you say to them knowing what you know now versus where you were, you know, just eight or nine months ago?
1: I'd say uh, for me, if if you're in a lot of debt and it's it's the kind that's giving you loads of anxiety you're just you don't know what to do with it start with your free time if you got free time to make extra money start there because if you can manage to bring in a little extra money it does help motivate you to get stuff paid off it helps it it kind of helps things flow then if you're somebody who feels like they don't have enough free time really look at your spending because i've talked to multiple people who have uh, claimed that, you know, they they can't pay off their debt because they don't have enough time. They don't have enough time for a second job or they're just too tired. And it's like, okay, that's fair. I get it. Life is busy. However, when we look at their finances, we realize the money's there. You're just buying a lot of stuff you don't need. (laughs) And a lot of people will make non-negotiables. They'll say, well, I want to eat fast food because of my job. And it's like, okay, fair. And we show them let's bud let's do your budget with fast food on there as a non-negotiable. You get this much a month. That should be more than fair. And they're like, okay, yeah. So where's the other six hundred dollars I'm making a month go? And it's like, that's the question you need to be asking yourself. So uh, I found that in a lot of ways, yes, increasing your income can help, but in a, a lot of times it's not about the income, it's about the way the money's being spent. So I would say l- look at your free time and look at what you're already doing with your money. That's best piece of advice I can think to give.
2: Um, I would say just start mm. once, once you get started. And it was literally just that one, that first day of us going, let's go DoorDash. We were only out for like an hour and a half. I think we only made $20, but it was like, that's, that's a capital one payment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, you got it. <laughs> um, So, and then in six days we hit our first thousand.
1: Yeah. And that's another big piece of advice. Get that thousand dollar emergency fund because that's more important than people realize. It's more than just having a cushion. It's a stepping stone to much bigger things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Those recommendations and suggestions I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, that's just (laughs) such great stuff. Such awesome gold there that you guys just shared. Well, you guys have done a fantastic job and you guys have a lot to be proud of. And I just really appreciate you guys coming on and, and sharing some of these tips and just sharing your journey with us and, and really ultimately giving a lot of other people out there hope that, that they can do this stuff too. And uh, you guys are proof of that. So huge congratulations to you guys. Seriously.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you for having us. too.
0: Yes, absolutely. So happy to have you guys on. And uh, again, uh, if you guys are listening to this show again, this is just proof that like they said, just get started build that $1,000 emergency fund, start small. It's just all about taking those small daily steps every single day. And uh, if you do that, man, miraculous things can happen in just 12 months. Look at these guys, eight or nine months. Uh, It's absolutely incredible. So thanks so much, guys. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But do you know why planners frustrate me though? Because they only get it half right. Now sure, they're really fancy at helping you manage your time, which is really important, but where they get it wrong is money. Most planners don't include any financial planning. Things like keeping track of paydays, bills and due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, goal planning, and that's a real pain. Then you've got to go and create your own and who's got time for all of that? So instead, what happens? Nothing. We ignore our finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends right now, today. I am so excited to announce the release of our brand new, totally awesome Debt Freedom Planner. Now, before you say Brad, I've already got a planner. Well, this is not your ordinary day planner. This debt freedom planner is a companion tool that works with your day planner to help you save more money, pay off more debt, and melt away financial stress. This is literally the tool that we've all been waiting for that works with your planner to help you take control of your money. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com. Click on the debt freedom planner in the menu to get all the details to order your very own debt freedom planner today. Hey, hey, what's the I see? I thought this was a party!
2: Let's
0: dance! All right, all right. That all means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And again, I just want to thank Miranda and Brian for joining us again. Huge congratulations to those guys. Such a big accomplishment. And, uh, man... Just uh, such, such a great story. So we're going to kick it off with Kim Stucker. I says Kim says, I really wanted to go out to eat last night. Really, really bad. But I don't have it in the budget. And then I remembered I had homemade spaghetti sauce in the freezer. And she says, if you know anything about me, you know how much I love my spaghetti. So that is what we had for dinner. And I had some leftovers even for lunch today, which is such an awesome win, Kim I love that, man. Those temptations can be really hard for some of that fast food, especially if it's not on the budget. Way to stick to those, uh to stick to the plan. That's a such a great win. Uh, Chris, because we have started the envelope system, we had our chimney cleaned this week. We have an extra repairs envelope that had more than enough to pay the $238 cost in cash, which also left the excess buffer we leave in the checking account to finish paying off the $178 we had remaining on our Disney trip in June for 2022. So not only did they have the money to uh, do their home repair, but uh, paying cash for a Disney trip. Chris, what a great, great win. Congratulations to you guys. Tammy Yankee. I received an incentive check from work because I referred someone and planned to put it towards my emergency fund. I also paid off one debt for $522 and I got caught up on another. Tammy. Huge win, girl. Congratulations to you. Mary Southard sold some items on Facebook. Use the money to help my daughter reach a goal. Teach them young, she says. I don't want her making my financial mistakes. Mary, what a great teachable moment. Huge win for you guys. Congratulations. Jill, she says no wins. It's a big loser week. She says sigh. Murphy's Law, I guess. Good job, everyone else. And Jill, I put this in the celebrations here today. That's proof that... This journey is tough. It is going to be hard. Whether you're in roots, whether you're doing this on your own, like getting out of debt is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And there are going to be some ups and downs. But Jill, I'm here to encourage you to keep moving forward. The only time you fail is when you quit. And I know you've been at this for a long time and I know you're not going to quit. But I wanted to bring this up for other people who might be having a tough week. It happens. Like when I was getting out of debt, there was a almost one year period I made no progress because I was getting divorced. It was tough, right? man, it was hard. So I totally get those days, but uh, you keep fighting back and uh, you can win. Just keep pushing. All right. Don't quit. Carrie Brogan wraps us up here today. She says, I noticed that I'm not waking up worrying about bills anymore. Gosh, this is so good. This is such an amazing feeling. She says, I feel less stress. I am sleeping better. Yes. She says, I still have a ways to go, but I can see the light. Carrie is seeing the hope. She's feeling the hope. Carrie what a fantastic place to be. Congratulations to you guys. Man, what a great show here today. Just so many celebrations, so many wins, and proof that regular people are winning when it comes to their personal finances, and you can too. Now remember, to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today, head over to balanceense.com forward slash 111. That's dot com forward slash 111. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you guys know, the Debt-Free Dad Podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you and we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, Head over to the